and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast. I'm Bethan and this is Lisa. Hey! Hello! So Mark is on holiday, standard, so I got myself a new co-host for the week. Lisa is one of my best friends and has been supporting me with this show since we first began it and I'm really excited to discuss this week's case with her. So Lisa, tell us a little bit about yourself and what interests you about true crime. Wow, what interests me about true crime is purely what I've learned from you so far. Thank you very much. (laughs) One day, this wonderful person called Bethan came into my life, and then a few years later, she was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And then that was that from there. I started listening, and also I've branched out other podcasts, but we won't mention them. (laughs) And yeah, just that's been it, really. And this week, we're going to be discussing the infamous case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So, what made you choose this case for me to cover? Mostly, I haven't I haven't heard as much about it as I'd like to. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see sort of like all more of the ins and outs. I've yeah. only heard it like the headlines, so I'm mm-hmm. really intrigued to see all the different all the info. Yeah, it's a really crazy one, and I'm excited to kind of tell you more because I also knew like maybe a lot of the headline stuff. So to kind of research this a bit more was really really interesting as well. Yeah. So before we begin, I just want to say a huge thank you to our newest Patreon supporters. So a big thank you and a shout out to Sabrina Catley, Amy Brosnan, Jack, Andrea Marriott, Emma Hughes, Mrs. B and Clara Backshall. Thank you so much, everybody. And if you'd like to support us over on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash seeing red podcast. Thank you so much, guys. This week's case is such an interesting one because it shows how murder isn't black and white. And I remember the first time I heard about the murder of Dee Dee and I still find myself with quite conflicting emotions about the case. I have it, I find really hard to have any sympathy for Dee Dee, but I also do struggle, I don't know about you Lisa, with my personal feelings about Gypsy Rose. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because Mm -hmm. of the whole situation, but I must admit, I don't feel too sorry for her. Oh, interesting. I... I don't believe in like you get what you get in life, but I do think something was gonna snap and happen. Oh, you don't feel so bad for Dee Dee? No. Oh, I thought you meant Gypsy, and I was thinking like you don't feel sorry for Gypsy. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a bit savage, but yeah. no, I see. Yeah, I'm the same I, yeah. as you. I, I, I don't feel sorry for her, but mm. at the same time, you know, it's it's, it's never a nice ending. Yeah, is it? exactly, and. That was, like I said before, the great thing was like researching this, I got to find out a bit more about what had happened between the mother and daughter, which was really good. I would love to hear what our listeners think about the case as well, because I really hope some of you haven't even heard about this case before. Maybe it's something completely new to you. Share what your thoughts are. Who, who, like kind of who were you shocked the most by? Which part of this story kind of shocked you the most? In Missouri, on the 14th of June, 2015, police were called to do a welfare check on a property. Dee Dee Blanchard had posted a few concerning things on her Facebook account and her friends were worried. On the shared Facebook profile for mother and daughter, there was a post which said, that bitch is dead. And the friends had phoned, but they had no answer. They drove to the house, but there was no answer at the door either. Dee Dee's car was still in the driveway, so friends assumed that the mother and daughter were home because Dee Dee's teenage daughter, Gypsy Rose, used a wheelchair to get around. And the car had been specially adapted for her travel, but there was no answer still. And when the police arrived, they did have to wait for a search warrant to be issued before they could enter. But they let one of the neighbours climb through a window and he could see inside the house it was largely undisturbed and all of Gypsy's wheelchairs were still present, which kind of gave a little bit more credence to something's gone on. There was two Facebook posts. Mm -hmm. The first one was, the bitch is dead. And the second one was saying, we've raped your sweet daughter. 
And so you're a bit like, oh dear, something's happened. So these friends were really, really nervous because this isn't like normal. You wouldn't expect to see it on someone's Facebook profile. No, but also, can we just quickly say, why have they got a shared Facebook profile? Come on, Mm -hmm. that that in itself is a bit... Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, exactly. It's already shows the control inside, doesn't it? Straight away. As soon as they had their warrant, police entered the home and they searched it. And in the bedroom, they found Dee Dee. She was face down laying on the bed in a pool of blood from stab wounds. Clearly, she'd been dead for a while and it soon transpired that the wounds had been inflicted several days earlier. There was no sign of her daughter, Gypsy Rose, who had chronic conditions including leukaemia, asthma and muscular dystrophy and had the mental capacity of a four-year-old due to brain damage, in inverted commas as a description, um, that she had apparently suffered as a result of her premature birth. So had this vulnerable child been kidnapped? Had she suffered the same fate as her mother? Anyone who knew the Blanchards feared the worst. Even if Gypsy had not been harmed, there was no way the girl could survive on her own. She would be helpless without her wheelchair, her medications and her support equipment like the oxygen tanks and her feeding tube. The police needed to find her. And even worse, what if the person who killed Dee Dee had kidnapped Gypsy Rose? As the Facebook post may have led to, mm-hmm. so... Mm. Gypsy Rose had one friend, a neighbour called Aaliyah Woodmansey. She lived nearby and she and Gypsy Rose would communicate online. For reasons that we'll go into a little bit more later, a lot of their communication was secretive and Gypsy had admitted to her friend things about how she wanted to have a relationship with a man and that she had a secret online boyfriend. Bearing in mind the fact that Aaliyah thought her friend was a young teen who was developmentally delayed, she had let Gypsy lead the conversations And Aaliyah then told the police what she knew about Gypsy and her secret online boyfriend, gave them printouts so that she'd had of their conversations and his name. She was really, really nervous for this, what she thought was basically like an eight-year-old being groomed. Wow. It doesn't lead well, does it? But you sort of think if someone's that young of mind, Mm -hmm. why do they, why are they allowed on Facebook alone at all? Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. But she was, she was doing that in secret. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was totally doing it in secret, away from her mum. As a four or eight-year-old, could you... I guess you could, though. Kids are so smart these days, Mm -hmm. they can turn open. I just sort of think, like, can you type? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like an eight-year-old can type, yeah. (laughs) Not coherently. It's like monkeys on the keyboard, isn't it? Something (laughs) might happen, but... I feel like your niece is going to be very upset with you if you describe her typing up. She's five. She does. She can. She, she can play games. And there we she's go. Very good. At well, that. that's all right then. <laughs> Based on that information, police asked Facebook to trace the IP address from which the worrying post to Gypsy and Dee Dee's shared account had been made, and it turned out to be in Wisconsin. And then they also checked the name of the secret boyfriend, so Nicholas Godejean, which matched the family name of this home. The next day, police raided the Godejean's home and found Gypsy Rose and Nicholas there. But the Gypsy Rose they found was hardly the same girl who had gone missing. Rather than a thin, disabled cancer patient, the police found a strong, young woman walking around, eating on her own. The news that Gypsy was safe was greeted with relief back home, though the pair were arrested on suspicion of murder and held on a $1 million bond, and locals were shocked to hear the emerging information. The sheriff warned in his press announcement, things are not always what they appear, and soon the truth of Blanchard's life was revealed. Gypsy Rose had never been sick and had always been able to walk, but her mother had made her pretend otherwise, abusing and controlling her. People couldn't believe it. Had she really been sick? And most importantly, 
had she been involved in her own mother's death? Oh. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. It's so interesting, isn't it? It's really, really crazy. Because I, I feel like we were alluding to something not quite right mm-hmm. anyway, because, well, this is a true crime podcast, yep. but... It's sort of, that's not the twist you expect. No, absolutely not. And I remember the first time I heard about this case and I was just like, what? Hang on, stop. Like, let me just read that again. Like, Like, that's crazy. She can walk what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine as well being their neighbour and you have grown up around her and you're worried for her and then you see her on the news. exactly. And also they were like such a tight little community. Mm -hmm. They apparently, like, Dee Dee was very um, sweet and daring woman. Yeah. She used to work as, like, a nurse's aide for a small yeah. time. So she was, like, a community-minded woman. So then su- suddenly be like, sorry, that sweet woman mm-hmm. with the lovely disabled door has been murdered and the daughter's not disabled. What? Yes. Yeah. There's so boggling. much going on. Gypsy Rose and her boyfriend were in custody on suspicion of murdering Dee Dee. Police were expecting to discover a developmentally delayed poorly child. But instead, they'd found this young woman apparently in perfect health. So how did things get to this point? And this case centres around an incredibly rare illness, Munchausen's by proxy, which, as Dee Dee was dead, is impossible to officially diagnose in this case. So this is a condition in which a caregiver creates the appearance of health problems in another person, and it's typically their child. This includes injuring the child or altering test samples or creating entirely fictitious symptoms. The caregiver then presents the person as being sick or injured. And the cause of Munchausen's by proxy is kind of unknown, but it's believed in the most part to be to attract attention and to manipulate physicians. And generally, the actions have no benefit to the caregiver except attention. Sometimes there's money involved, but it's usually to pay for treatment and care. So it's it's usually, it's not like an, a standard robbery mm. or... I just think, I think people really can underestimate how much attention mm-hmm. people can really want in this yeah. life and what they what they value is core mm-hmm. attention. To have a sick child, you've probably given a lot of it. Like yeah. you gotta imagine what sort of like how she grew up to, to realise that this was a good way to exactly. receive attention. It's yeah. yeah. And in more than 95% of cases, they involve a child and the mother, which is quite a crazy statistic, isn't it? More than 95%. But as the diagnosis refers to the abuser and Dee Dee is dead, it was kind of impossible for this diagnosis to be confirmed in this case. But experts believe that that's Mm. what was going on here. And to begin to unpick this, we kind of need to look at Gypsy Rose's childhood and what led us to the point of her potentially murdering Dee Dee. When Dee Dee was 24, she became pregnant. The father was a young man called Rod Blanchard, who was just 17, and they named their daughter Gypsy Rose because Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy and Rod was a fan of Guns N' Roses. Shortly before Gypsy Rose's birth, in July 1991, the couple separated when Rod realised that he'd got married for the wrong reasons, and I kind of got that at 17. I don't know about you, but I feel like yeah. getting married at 17 is is not necessarily going to be for the right reasons. It's not the one. You can sort of feel like a bit like fair play. Um, also, did you know, fun fact, mm-hmm. Gypsy Rose in um, America around that time was also a famous stripper. And she became um, well known for some like the 
on show like the cabaret show called Gypsy. Oh. So for her to call her daughter Gypsy Rose was a bit of a uh moment yeah, at that time. Wow. So if you are aware of a stripper being called that then And it was like quite a famous stripper. It's sort of mm. like um Dita Von Tees of our day yeah. sort of thing. So I was a bit like, okay. That's quite a lot. <laughs> yep. And I mean they'd obviously tried. Like she was pregnant, he chose to do the right thing but they you know mm. they got they separated and Dee did try to get him to stay but with no success so she ended up taking her newborn daughter with her and they went and lived with her family Gypsy was only three months old when her mum began to be convinced that she had medical issues as a baby it was sleep apnea but when she took her to the hospital for repeated overnight stays with a sleep monitor and other tests doctors found no sign of the condition but this was just the beginning. Dee Dee later told Rod that their daughter had a chromosomal disorder, which had led to many health issues. And he would praise her for her care of the young girl. And I do wonder if that had almost started to prompt her to, she's getting praise for being the caring person. When Gypsy was eight years old, Dee Dee described her as suffering from leukemia and muscular dystrophy. And she said that she required a wheelchair and a feeding tube. So it's a lot by eight years old. It's... Yeah, and I I think also you can see the symptoms are getting worse and worse mm-hmm. as she gets older. So yeah, you can't really just leave it as one thing. It's no, it's 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 being added to, but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not just a cold. It's it's this. It's not just this. It's the yeah. next thing. It's just just to keep the attention exactly. And I feel a bit sorry for Rod with this whole case because he did try his best to stay in his daughter's life. He paid child maintenance support monthly. He'd send Gypsy gifts and sometimes he talked to her on the phone. And Rod and his second wife regularly hoped and planned to visit Dee Dee and Gypsy. But it would all be whenever Dee Dee said he could. So the phone calls would only be if she said that she, he could or that D- Gypsy was available. And mm. she'd always change their plans as well. She'd give loads of different excuses. And I just feel really sorry for him. You think he was trying, like, his best as well. So, like, he was going to go, making plans to go see her. Mm-hmm. He was he was trying his hardest. But if you're constantly getting changed, like, the plans changed on you, what are you going to do? But if he was paying regular maintenance for a child he wasn't even getting to see, that, mm-hmm. in my head, shows some commitment Definitely. to the child. Definitely. Like, and, you know, America's huge. It's not like in the UK where most places are, like, an hour or two away and you can go and visit. This would be plane journeys and stuff like yeah. that so yeah I think he's he is trying really hard yeah and can you imagine trying to get time off work every mm-hmm. weekend to take a plane to go see exactly. your child it's, it's yeah. impossible especially if you're getting the plans changed on you every five minutes exactly and the list of medical problems that Gypsy apparently suffered from included seizures asthma hearing and visual impairments Dee Dee would also often lie about her daughter's age to make her younger. She took Gypsy out of school and started homeschooling her, apparently because of her illnesses. But of course, this has the added impact of isolating this young girl and making her all the more dependent on her mother and probably not growing up as quickly as well. She can lie about her daughter's age and make her behave more childlike because she's not around people of the same age. Dee Dee would tell Gypsy that since her hair was going to fall out from cancer anyway, she may as well shave it nicely. And she'd tell Gypsy that she needed a walking frame, later a wheelchair. And when they left the house, Dee Dee would take an oxygen tank and a feeding tube with them. And Gypsy was fed a children's liquid nutrition supplement. So she kept her alive and fed, but she didn't feed her like food and that no. sort of thing. She, she made her believe that she needed that as well. 
It's like, that's a life, but barely, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's like, you're just, she's dependent on her mother to survive. Yeah. And you don't need to be. No. No, it's, ah, oh, it's madness. And after Dee Dee told doctors that Gypsy had had seizures every few months, they prescribed anti-seizure medication and several surgeries were performed on her as well. So procedures on her eyes and even, this made me really sad, removal of her salivary glands when Dee Dee said that she kept drooling. But Gypsy later claimed her mum had actually induced this drooling by using a topical anaesthetic to numb her gums before doctor visits. Isn't that horrific? It, this is awful. And also, child abuse. Absolutely. Just, like, and also, how was she able to convince doctors to... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's mad. Well, she was convincing. She had medical training, so she could yeah, really accurately true. describe symptoms. She gave Gypsy medication to mimic symptoms. It's horrible. And Gypsy's teeth rotted due in kind of combination of her medication, her missing salivary glands and neglect as well, like a mix of all of these factors. So dentists then pulled all her teeth out and replaced them with a bridge. So she then didn't have her teeth either. But Dee Dee was charming and she seemed devoted to her daughter. And like you said before, within the community, she was this wonderful person. When Gypsy was old enough to talk, Dee Dee instructed her she would never volunteer information during their appointments. So she was always the only one relaying Gypsy's fake medical history. And I feel like children are like that, aren't they? They they don't want to talk at the doctors anyway. So no doctor's going to think it's weird that the mum's talking for the child. No, especially a child that's got all these illnesses and, you know, the parent was the age of a four, eight-year-old. Yeah, you, exactly. You are going to hide behind your mum in that mm-hmm. case. yeah. She was just five foot, so that's even shorter than me, which I thought was like, well, there you go, she is short. Um, She had like a nearly toothless mouth. She wore large glasses. She had a high childlike voice. And then she also obviously had a shaved head, the oxygen tank, a wheelchair and a feeding tube. So this all reinforced that perception that Gypsy Rose had all the problems that her mum said she did. And Dee Dee then also used physical abuse to control her daughter. So she was always holding her daughter's hand in the presence of others, which on the outside looked really caring. But actually, she'd squeeze really hard if Gypsy was going to say anything wrong. And in the house, she'd be physically violent towards Gypsy as well. So she'd hit her either with her hands or a coat hanger. She destroyed her daughter's personal property. She restrained her to her bed and sometimes even just denied her food as punishments. Well, all of that adds to the poor child look, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. If anything, that's just... It's just awful, isn't it? After Hurricane Katrina in August 2005, Dee Dee said that Gypsy's medical records and also her birth certificate had been destroyed in the flooding. So this was quite convenient for her. It really helped her continue to hide this litany of fake illnesses, gave her the opportunity to keep up appearances that her daughter was younger than she really was. And I saw a bit um, online about how Dee Dee had then kept her original birth certificate, which Gypsy at one point found and asked questions about. And she was really starting to put together that well you told me I was this old but now you're telling me I'm this old and Mm. I've had this many birthdays and it's just it's just not fair at all she was really starting to wonder and look into things a bit more for herself experts believe Dee Dee had Munchausen syndrome by proxy and that she had fabricated her daughter's ill health in order to receive attention and sympathy for taking care of a sick child there was one key occasion that a medical professional was suspicious but he felt there wasn't enough evidence to actually report his suspicions. And it was only after the murder that he kind of came out and said, well, I did think this. And unfortunately, just wasn't able to report at the yeah. time. Well, I bet he's kicking himself now, isn't he? Just a bit. 
As time went on, the pair not only garnered loads of support from well-wishers and locals who wanted to help, they also received benefits and support from charities, some of which included charity-sponsored visits to concerts and Disney World. And all the while, Dee Dee continued to bask in the attention she received for being a devoted caretaker, and Gypsy became more and more isolated. Disney World? Disney World. You got Disney World. I mean, okay... But because people thought lied, she... but you got Disney World. There they did. <laughs> but then, how much fun are you really going to have if you're in a wheelchair and you're oh, no, she's only allowed not. to go on? Dee Dee like... is. I don't think she'd have been able to go on many of the good rides though, because she'd be having to keep up appearances of this caregiver. Like it's just, know. it just I don't see that the benefits are worth what you're doing no. to this person. Can you imagine though, if you go to Disney World, you'd be like, can you just? Just keep an eye on a rock and yeah. shimmy grand and you're there on the teacup yeah, having like your best day ever. <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe she was, but that would probably that would probably ruin the, but, the look she had. This is clear speculation, but you know. Mm. And Rod continued to make monthly child support payments. He would send Gypsy gifts. And like I said, he would occasionally talk to her on the phone, but he remembered a really strange time because he called to wish her happy birthday on her 18th birthday. And Dee Dee told him not to mention her daughter's real age, and told him she thinks she's 14. But obviously he's only ever being told what what Dee Dee tells him, so he just kind of had to go along with it. She told her neighbours that Gypsy Rose's father was an abusive drug addict and alcoholic who had never come to terms with his daughter's health issues and never sent them any money. So not only is he trying to do the best, she's also still slating him to everyone that talks to her. Well, you can see why she doesn't want him to visit now. Because if he did visit, he would look like a very nice, well-together... Just a lovely man. Just a nice, lovely man who sends the money every month. Exactly. Ruining her madness image. And Gypsy was wanting more freedom and more of her own life. She was getting older, although her mother tried to convince her she was around 14. She was actually nearer to 20. And she was harder to control. She began to secretly use her computer to talk to people, like Aaliyah, who I mentioned earlier. So she'd wait until Dee Dee had gone to bed and then log on to internet chat rooms and stuff. It was her only link with the outside world. She also made an attempt to escape her mother. So since 2001, Gypsy had been attending science fiction and fantasy conventions. So these were events she could blend in, even in her wheelchair, and she'd dress up in costumes. At an event in 2011, her mum found her in a hotel room with a man that she'd met online, basically trying to make an escape. But Dee Dee produced the paperwork which gave Gypsy's false younger birth date and basically threatened the guy that she'd call the police and warned him off. She convinced him that Gypsy was a minor, though actually she was 19 at the time. And then Dee Dee smashed Gypsy's computer with a hammer, threatened to do the same to her fingers if she ever tried to escape again. And at this point, she kept Gypsy leashed and handcuffed to her bed for two weeks as punishment. I know. It reminded me of like Misery, the Stephen King Misery. Yes, just Mm -hmm. a smidgen. Can you imagine this absolute insane mum coming into a hotel room and trying to and just saying to you oh, I'm literally going to send you to prison because you're yeah and like you would rightly fear that of course like and then you can't really blame that guy for just going yeah take your daughter back like fair enough <laughs> toodaloo yeah see that problem later but then oh gosh she suffered a lot for mm-hmm. that one so interesting Dee Dee later told Gypsy that she had filed paperwork with the police claiming that Gypsy was mentally incompetent, which led Gypsy to believe that if she attempted to go to police for help, they're just not going to believe her anyway. The control and abuse continued and Gypsy reached out to her secret online community. And it was in 2012 that she began communicating with Nicholas Godichon, who she met on a Christian singles group. 
So Godijon had a criminal record for indecent exposure and a history of mental illness, sometimes reported as dissociative identity disorder, and he also had Asperger's syndrome. The pair kept in contact from then on, so whenever Gypsy was able to use her computer, she'd wait for Dee Dee to fall asleep at night, and Gypsy would also confide in Aaliyah Woodmansey, and in 2014 she told the 23-year-old, so who didn't realise Gypsy was not a young teen, but actually really close to her own age, that she and Godachon had discussed eloping and had even chosen names for potential children. Aaliyah thought of herself as a big sister figure for Gypsy, And she did try and talk her out of this, thinking she needed to protect this much younger child who was just being taken advantage of by an online predator. But she also figured that Gypsy's plans were just fantasies and dreams, and nothing like this would ever really take place. And you can kind of see that, can't you? You're just chatting with this girl. She's clearly never going to do anything because she's in a wheelchair and she's got oxygen and her mum looks after her. And it also, if you even take all of that out of the equation, how many lies did you tell when you were a teenager? Oh my God, That exactly. involved things like that. So when you're, you're talking like, about boys and stuff, yeah. always, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, kissed me. Yeah, you always pick stuff yeah. up, don't you? Exactly. And he literally looked at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. It's like, exaggeration is just natural, especially as a teenager. And especially as a, a vulnerable teenager yeah. who's like quite sheltered. In 2015, Gypsy arranged and paid for Nicholas to visit where she lived. And the plan was for them to bump into one another whilst she and Dee Dee were at the movie theatre and both of them would be in costume. And that way they could strike up a relationship kind of as if they'd only just met and she could introduce him to her mum. As soon as they did meet in person for the first time, Godajon says that Gypsy led him into the bathroom and the two of them had sex. Boom, bang, done. Gosh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She and weren't hanging around, was she? With Nicholas, like, in her life, Gypsy went from looking at her mum, in a, uh, kind of as a quote, like a loving parent, to seeing her as somebody I was quite afraid of. And she said, I felt like there was no hope. I kept thinking, dear God, get me out of here somehow. So she told Nicholas the truth about her mother's actions and ended up asking him to kill Dee Dee so they could be together. And so the pair, and so the pair made plans together. She said... Me and Nick were talking one night and he said that he would do anything to protect me. And I asked him, anything? And he said, yeah. From anybody? I asked. And he said, yeah. Even my mum? I asked. And he said, yes. And that's when this kind of plan started to develop of a murder plot. Wow. Yeah, we're not really surprised, are we? No. And think of all that abuse Mm -hmm. she's faced. And as soon as she sees love from one person, you're going to cling to it, aren't you? Yeah. You also, you're going to suddenly realise how, like, abhorrent it was to have all of that yeah. abuse and it wasn't normal. Actually, exactly. somebody could be really kind and loving to you. And I think for him as well, like, he's fallen for this girl and she tells him that she's going through all this. Yeah. You kind of want to protect her and you would do anything. Especially being young, you would want to do anything for her. Also, can I add, especially as she's bold, teethless, everything, that, if that ain't love, what is? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's going to want to, like... <laughs> He'll have that. He'll have that sort of feeling of like wanting to protect her as well. Mm. Like it's just, yeah. I can't. I can't say I'm very surprised that it didn't take much persuasion, but it should have taken a little bit more persuading about killing well, somebody. He had, he had but... Asperger's, right, and some mm-hmm. other issues. I mean, he was caught being indecent in public, mm. so maybe his idea of what's good and bad in the world isn't is is very black and white compared yeah, to somebody. That's who... That's really true. Actually, I didn't think of that. That would make yeah. a lot of sense because he'd be like, well, it's not fair that you're doing that. Yeah. So 
you know, if A equals B, then C is murder. Yeah, potentially. And she might have been able to be quite manipulative. It might have been something that she'd learned from her mum as well. So potentially she was able to manipulate him. And she's had this whole life of making people feel sorry for her. Mm -hmm. And so this is when we return to June 2015 with Nicholas arriving at the house while Gypsy and her mum were away at doctor's appointment. And once Dee Dee was asleep that night, Gypsy let him into the house. She allegedly gave him duct tape, gloves and a knife with the understanding that he would use these to murder Dee Dee. And then she hid in the bathroom and covered her ears. Nicholas then stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in her back while she was asleep. Gypsy said, you think that hearing a murder is like what you hear on a horror film or something, but it's really not. You can stand watching a horror film, but hearing someone actually being murdered is terrifying. It creates this nauseous feeling in your stomach. And all you can think about is how afraid you are. But not that afraid, because then yeah. Gypsy and Nicholas went off and had sex. And She's, she's totally dissociated herself with mm-hmm. the murder as well. Because, what was it, you said she can hear someone being actually murdered. She didn't say, I can hear my mum being yeah. murdered. Like, it's not her mum, it's someone. Someone, yeah. So, yeah, she's she's out of there mentally. That's it, exactly. And then they took around $4,000 in cash from the home and fled to a motel. And they stayed there for a few days mailed the murder weapon to Nicholas's home in Wisconsin to kind of avoid being caught with it, which I thought was quite sensible and quite a safe idea. And then they took a bus to his house. The next day, police ascended on the home where the couple was hiding out and arrested them. So it all kind of happened quite quickly once they'd tried to flee. Gypsy said, we thought we'd never get caught. I felt like this is a fairy tale and I was going to be a princess that got rescued. But what started as a fairy tale ended as a horror movie. And I think that's quite telling as well. She thought it was going to be some fairy tale because she's had such a sheltered life. Maybe she did think that they wouldn't get caught. I don't know how she thought that, but potentially she did. If all you've got is movies to go off of and Mm -hmm. you haven't seen the harsh realities that is life, then you are going to think, yay, the the, the evil witch is dead. Now Mm -hmm. I'm going to ride off with the prince. You're You're not thinking, oh, the police are there. Yeah, exactly. And they can investigate fully. Rather than just ignoring yeah. things. this thing called evidence. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Godijon was convicted of first degree murder in 2018 and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Gypsy agreed to a plea deal for her role in the murder. So she was sentenced to 10 years in prison for second degree murder. So in 2023, after she served about seven years of her sentence, she will be eligible for parole. She admits to missing her mother, but describes the feelings as complicated. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> I'm not surprised that that's complicated life for you. And she later explained, there are some times that I'm angry at her. There are times I think she's so manipulative and how could you do that to your child? And then I think about other times she was just so desperate for somebody to love her. Regardless of all that, I still love her and I miss her because she was my mother. But then she also said in 2018, I feel like I'm freer in prison than living with my mum because now I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman which I just thought was really heartbreaking. So yeah. such a difficult case and it's not simple, is it? It's not no, black and white. No, this isn't black and white and it's, yeah, it's every, if anything, but isn't it? You sort of, how? where do you stand then reading all this? How do you, what do you sort of think? It's such a difficult one because I wanted when I was researching this case to find something in Dee Dee's past that would make me go, do you know what? I completely understand. But there wasn't loads. There's a lot of stuff about Dee Dee that other things that she did as well, like um, there was suspicion that she was trying to poison her mum and was like caring for Mm. her. 
But when she then moved out and moved away, the mum suddenly got better and potentially that she was trying to get, you know, um, attention and that sort of thing from that side of things. But there was nothing that I could see in her childhood that really stuck out to me where I was kind of like, oh, I understand why she did this. I just cannot understand how, like, how your child being poor... I, I get it on the face of it. Your child being poorly gets you attention. Great, you've got attention. But you could get attention for being good at singing or painting she, or being she, nice. She wasn't. though. That's the thing. Yeah. That she must have grown up. Because also, imagine you're 24 mm-hmm. and the, the person you choose to have a relationship with is 17. That involves, in my head, some form of manipulation on, for him mm. to be put in that situation. Like, when you're 24, do you would you have wanted a 17-year-old no. partner? So she's got... She, there's something not quite yeah. firing in her there. But then maybe it was like by accident that she fell pregnant, but she just felt like she was kind of I trapped a little maybe. I don't think it's an accident. Oh, well, there we go. That's even more of a speculative I think she planned idea. it. <laughs> maybe. I just... Yeah, I just... I feel really, really sorry for Gypsy Rose. The person I do feel sorry for, though... And it's a bit of a weird one because I feel sorry for Nicholas because I just think like Nicholas Gaudijan was then uh, like he was manipulated into murdering someone. Fair enough. He's murdered someone. Life in prison without parole. Fair enough. But he was also manipulated in some way by Dee Dee's making because she'd created this child that was then thought she had no other way out mm. than that. But I do think Gypsy should have done it. She should have done it herself. If she wanted to get out, she should have done what she wanted to do to get away from her mum. I don't know. Well, she wanted to be rescued, didn't she? That's she, it. She, she wasn't going to rescue herself. She no. was going to send the knight in shining armour mm-hmm. to do it. And unfortunately, he's now yeah. paying the... He's now and they're not paying even, for it. Like, it's not even like they're still in a relationship from prison yeah. to prison or anything like that. It's... Do you think, though, in prison now, she's finally probably got some, like, some of the mental health help she deserves? Mm, I really hope and so. hopefully she can start to sort of be like, oh, right, actually, that probably wasn't great. I got somebody to do that. Mm. That was my issue. I really hope so. It is just, there's so much to this case. Yeah. Like, I, I do feel really sorry for Gypsy Rose. Absolutely. She was being abused completely and utterly and controlled and I get why she couldn't just stand up out of her wheelchair and take a few steps and say, look, I am I can walk. Because, I mean, half of it would be, could she... Because if you've been sat down for that long, if you try and walk, are you going to just stumble? Wow. And then the rest of it is, are people even going to believe you? Or is your mum going to just smack you when yeah. you get home? And It's also, where you, where are you going to go mm-hmm. as well? Cause yeah, you've only got your mum. Yeah, and also, didn't she think when she got arrested that she was only 19, but they told her she was 23? Yeah. So even she, at that even point, at she her still age, didn't have... She had no yeah. idea of how old she was, what she, capability she could have. Yeah. If you've been told your entire life you're disabled mm-hmm. and actually I'm going to punish you as well for believing you aren't, yes, yeah. you basically... It's like, what is it? Probably a bit of Stockholm Syndrome. Definitely, well. definitely. So it's just such a, like, I just can't... I can't get my head around it properly I obviously like you said at the beginning being murdered is never a great outcome and it's never going to be something that we could ever say was right no but you can understand where Gypsy Rose came from and, and also where Godichon came from a bit as well because he's been told that his girlfriend is in this predicament where this is her only option he then does what he thinks he has to do it's, yeah wow there we go that is it 
Well, well, thanks for telling me that. Thank you, you for joining me for an episode. You told this me stuff I didn't know. And I'm when you were reading it, I was like, what? Well, Which well, I love. Love it. I'm really excited that you came and joined me. So thank you very much for joining me. And thank you for listening, everybody. Let Lisa know what you how you thought she did. Tell her, tell her your opinions on her, but only nice things. Yeah, I, my self-esteem is only built for nice things. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's also just wonderful, so only say nice things to her. Thank you kindly. Um, and get in touch on social media. Talk to us about the case. We don't tend to cover such high-profile cases, so potentially everyone's heard of this case, but I'm really hoping that there's going to be somebody out there who hadn't heard of this case until we started talking about it and tell us what your thoughts are. There is a sort of documentary style film called The Act which is amazing that people should watch if they want to sort of know more and see the real people involved as well which is quite cool it's um like people playing the characters of but based on real events and it's really really interesting so go watch that if you want to okay lovely um anything you wanted to finish up with at all lisa um yeah actually i would just like to say hi to my mum and my sister yeah who are avid listeners who didn't actually know i was recording I today you didn't tell them this made me so happy so yes how hi. i kept this inside me is beyond i yep. don't keep any emotional feelings you inside me do not keep things secret no. i love this so, so yeah, yeah hi louise hi, hi elaine hi louise and <laughs> i hope it was a good surprise yeah Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check out our show sponsors. So we've got Noom and Typology this week and we'll be back next week. I've got another special guest for you next week because obviously Mark's still on holiday. So send him a bit of abuse on social media for that. That would be really good. And um, yeah, speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.